0: participants of the podcast are either medical marijuana patients or in a state where it is recreationally legal the two fried eggs podcast does not condone any illegal marijuana or drug use or sales hey what's up everybody welcome back to two Fridays podcast your boy once again bosch gaming with the one and only Dolph over there and our very 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 special guest garrett how are you doing my friend good to see you good to see you
1: thank you thank you for having me on um it's it's a pleasure being here, and, and today is a bit warmer than it has been, so uh, I, I think this will work out well.
2: Nice, nice.
0: Well, it's a pleasure, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be here with us, for sure.
2: Awesome. So uh, this is kind of my guest. It's kind of a little different than um, what we normally have, but um, I was on Twitter the other day, and listening to a lot of veterans talk about homelessness and, and mental health issues and things like that, and it really really hit me hard in the fields, because I'm a veteran, we all know this, and I've definitely had some of these issues that some of these veterans have had. Um, So I invited Garrett on on to spread his message. um, And so we're just going to hop right into this. So first and foremost, tell us about yourself. Who are you?
1: Well, um, I was born in California, Uh, lived most of my life uh, as a child in California. Uh, went into the military, into the U.S. Army uh, from California, and served in the U.S. Army, uh, 13 Foxtrot, uh, Forward Observer, uh, also did work as uh, Eleven Mike and finished up uh, National Guard in the uh, 20th Special Forces in Alabama.
2: So you don't need um, this, but I was Eleven Mike too. Okay. Yep. 11. I was a well, rally gunner for my whole career.
0: So someone who's completely stupid of this awesome. stuff. What, when you say eleven, Mike, what do you mean by that? <laughs> please, basically
1: me. mounted infantry.
2: Okay. Okay. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Absolutely. Ford uh, Observer is. Uh... Go ahead, please. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a M2A2 Bradley. There, um, it's like mm-hmm. a armored personnel carrier with a twenty-five millimeter cannon on it. Um, fully automatic thing is wow. the. the probably the second baddest vehicle that the, the army has today other than next to the M1A1 and only because they, their missions are different, but as far as what it is, it's probably one of the best personal carriers tanks we have. It's amazing. Okay. Think,
0: okay.
1: think of an Apache gunship uh, on tracks.
2: <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> nice. That's All right. I shot. <laughs> that,
0: that, make, that makes sense to me now.
2: <laughs> cool. So you did, did fun stuff in the army. Got it.
1: Yes. Um, When I got out of the army, uh, I traveled the world. I ended up, uh, becoming an ROV pilot. Uh, did you ever see the movie Titanic?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, the robotic submarine that went down inside the, uh, the ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I pilot those, or at least that's what I did in, in my civilian profession. I did that for 18 plus years, uh, traveled the world, lived all over the world, um, I speak multiple languages, I, I had an awesome time. Uh, I was injured in 2016 uh, in the North Sea on a vessel and that injury and the fight that I had uh, still to this day with the maritime company and their insurance uh, led me to my legs not working very well anymore and led me to homelessness. Uh, I lost everything uh, from 2016 to 2019. Uh, 2019, I lost my home. Uh, my mother was living with me in Houston. Uh, she was going to MD Anderson to uh, to take care of cancer. She had two bouts of cancer. She beat both of them, thankfully, thank God. Amazing. And in 2019, we lost our home. 2020, I was under a bridge. And still fighting to try to get my benefits. And I saw a commercial that said, if you are a veteran and you are homeless, we are the VA. We are here to help. Give us a call. So I had nothing left. Yes. And I reached out. Uh, That led me into the spiral of the VA hell, which ended up leading me into what they call the GPD program, the Grants Per Diem program. It's the homeless veteran program. And they sent me, the VA, sent me to a nonprofit run veteran shelter, where myself and other veterans were neglected and abused.
0: So when you say neglected and abused and stuff, what kind of stuff went on? I mean, if you don't I mean if if you don't mind talking about it, what kind of neglect and abuse did you see in that type of facility?
1: Well, um, if you go to the Twitter thread that I've generated, that has pictures of some of the conditions there. Uh, black mold in walls, ceilings, in rooms. Uh, mold in mattresses, cockroach infestation, just rampant cockroach infestations. Um, We had maggots in food, we had roaches in food, we had uh, water leaks literally throughout the entire complex, uh, water coming through the ceiling, through electrical circuits uh, and conduits raining down onto veterans in the main hallways. Uh, We had drug dealers living at the facility. We had drug rooms at the facility. We had prostitutes and drug dealers banging on your door. Uh, We had three people to a room uh, in these very small uh, 1965 motel that really has never had any upgrades or advancements whatsoever. You will see pictures of all of these things in that Twitter thread. You will also hear the staff and management of the facility and myself in recorded conversations talk about all of these things. Go ahead, please.
2: So for those of you, um, there's a link below. Uh, I'll have the post all the pictures below so you guys can click on it and and see this. Because I've looked at some of these pictures, and it's one of the reasons why you're here. Like, I can't believe that they let veterans live in a situation like this. And let's just say we don't care about the veterans. How about let's care about the money that they're being given to house these people and to take care of these people? And there's people that are wanting to be giving, and their their money's being taken from them. Like, it's it's the craziest thing. Like, screw not caring about people. Their, their money isn't being used the right way. So, like, this has screwed up in all different ways, and I just I can't believe well, it. Well, it,
0: it just gets me that we're so worried about other countries and things like that when we've got our own – Veterans and people that have protected us and and have served to protect my family and my loved ones and stuff living in a situation like that is is just not acceptable. I agreed.
1: So, so when go the VA pays these vet these veteran service organizations tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars every year, the VA's budget this year alone is over three hundred billion dollars. So. There's an enormous amount of money going to these type of veteran service organizations, these nonprofit veteran service organizations. And the VA is farming most of the doctors you find in the VA, most of the staff you find in the VA facilities anymore, even the people working in the kitchens. It's nothing more than staffing companies and contracting companies. Everything is farmed out. Absolutely. Uh, they do that so they have uh, minimal liability. They do it so that they can, even those people, give them the least amount uh, paid to the person and the least amount of benefits because we all know that these staffing companies take the majority of, of what comes to them.
2: All right, like 20, so 20, 25% that's, that's the
1: same. Yes. Well, that's the same way in this type of uh veteran service organization homeless veteran shelter or transitional housing shelter and when you see the pictures when you see all of the things that we are dealing with it is there's tons of money going in there you will hear the va supervisor for the gpd program the veteran homeless program and myself talking even about how much money goes to them and about all of these things that are wrong there, about the, the violence that goes on there, the assaults that go on there, the sexual assaults, um, all these different things. And she's agreeing with me. She's like, oh yes, I know it's the worst place for veterans and it's not even unique to that facility. I've had other facilities like that. So they're very nonchalant about it. It's, it's not a secret. And when we get into the specifics, again, whether it be them or the staff and management of the facility, I have hours and hours of recordings, and they will say, well, my hands are tied, and I've tried speaking up, but I was told not to, and I would, I tried this, and I tried. And in the end, everyone just accepts it.
0: Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild that uh... – Something isn't done at this point. I mean, it's been I mean, I've been hearing about this stuff since I was a kid and stuff. The mistreatment of, of um, soldiers and, and that have come out of the military and are having issues, whether it be mentally or physically from from uh, injuries and things like that. And the fact that in this in this day and age that that is still the type of stuff that's going on is, is just crazy to me.
2: So what are you doing? Like, I see you're not sitting in the house like us. So what are you doing?
0: Is that your new house behind well,
2: you, man? <laughs>
0: <Pimping>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have been trying to get this out for a very long time. Uh, I have spoken to media people. I've spoken to politicians. I've spoken to police. I've spoken to many. And nobody denies it ha- happens. Nobody denies it has happened here. But nobody will do anything about it. Nobody will lay out all the evidence. I've had countless people refuse. I have pen drives with all of the photos, the recordings, the videos, the documentation. And you've seen, uh, Adolf, you've seen some of the documentation.
2: Absolutely. It's a lot. Trust me. I'll put it this way. He sent me enough that it would rival most conspiracy theories. Like, it's crazy the amount of stuff, the recordings of things that he sent me. Like, it's – and it's heartbreaking to that, listen to some of these people talk to him too. Heartbreaking.
1: That is maybe a quarter of what I have. And when you're talking insane. about the stuff so that you have – So I have other veterans. Go ahead, please.
0: Uh, you're When you're talking about the stuff that you have and all that, you're talking about the recordings and different things that you've got from when you were in the facility? Or – Yes. Okay.
2: There's one that yes, has the, uh, one that really stuck out to me was the um, the one the text you sent with reporter Michael Hardy, um, whatever came to that, because it seemed like he wanted to help. It seemed like he wanted to. He was a part of it, and then I just didn't see any other follow up after that. So I, I wanted to ask.
1: If you look, I sent you also the record, the last recording I had with him, where he said he went to the facility, talked to them. They were nice to him. They showed him around and showed him that they had done a few things to improve stuff. They admitted all these things went on. And so and they promised that they were going to eventually move veterans to a new place. So he just wasn't going to do the story anymore. And I said, why not? And he said, well, they were nice to me. And. You know, it's, it's not <laughs> a perfect world, so I'm just not going to do it. And I told him, I said, wait a minute. You know, I brought three different veterans to him that he interviewed, one that was there 20 years ago, and told him horror stories. They admitted themselves that these things went on to him, and he just shut it down.
2: I wish I could say this, yeah. this surprised me, honestly. I really wish I could say, Garrett, you sound crazy. There's no way that I believe this is happening. Like there's just, I. And but to me, being in the VA system for so long, the craziness that I've seen, not only from my personal experiences, but listening to people that are, that don't get care. Like I, I was, I, the other day we were, taught, we were on the Twitter and I was telling them and, and it's crazy how the, the reaction I got, I said, I told them, I said, there's nothing like going to the VA appointment and talking to your doctor and saying, hey, doc, I'm having some issues with PTSD. I really need to talk to somebody. And the first thing they say is, so are you thinking about committing suicide? And as soon as you say no, they're like, okay, we get you an appointment. Um, you just- <laughs> the next appointment is three months away, four months away, five months away, six months away. And this is just – I've been begging for help, and this is the stuff that happens. But the crazy thing is when I was on – we were seven veterans just talking. Everybody in the room's like, yep that sounds about right like it's not That's a surprise crazy. to any of us to see that the the care the lack of care that we're getting so to to hear that a VA system a VA is doing this to our homeless veterans on top of that cuz trust me the one thing that i would thought is if the bottom ever drops off at least the VA has my back like at least i know that regardless of my mental issues my health issues or anything the VA is going to be there for me at least it's, it's shitty care but at least it's care And Garrett, you're you're telling me that the bottom dropout plan is not there anymore. Um, I'm telling you (laughs) that
1: the VA can and will uh, abuse veterans. Uh, They've done it for years, as you said before. Uh, I met a veteran that was at this facility 20 years ago. I met veterans that were at this facility 10 years ago and about five years ago, and they told me horror stories. Uh, You will hear me. In the conversation with the VA supervisor, telling her, I have met these veterans, I want to bring them in, I want to bring the veterans that were with me there, I want to bring all this proof in and sit down with you. And she's like, no, no, I I already know all these things. It's stop thinking about other veterans, only think about yourself. You know, that's, that's their attitude.
2: But that's, that's not. not they're like to
1: be. that's
0: not that's what not what the military trains you to be. Yeah, like you're not. I mean, you're you're supposed to always you know have your brother's back and be there for your brother and and so on and so forth. And then for them to turn around and say something like that after the fact is a little ludicrous, you know. Well, they're well probably not. I mean, again,
1: terms. I I don't mind if anyone wants to say that I'm lying. If they want to say I'm crazy, I they can say what they wish as long as they're willing to say it in a dialogue where I'm allowed to hand over the evidence that I have for them to look. I'm, I'm not asking for anyone to believe me. I want people to know there is a difference, right? This is not that I'm disgruntled because I, uh, there wasn't enough Perrier uh, in the, uh, in the ice box. No, this was brown water coming out of your faucets with cockroaches. This was, uh, you'll see, pictures of rust-filled uh, lockers where you're supposed to put your clothes, of uh, mold in your beds where you're supposed to actually lay down and sleep. I saw these things. I tried to make changes while I was there. I tried to speak up. Um, I joined the Veteran Council, and we put forward complaints by other veterans, uh, both violent Uh, assaults and sexual harassments and uh, threats as well as conditions of the facility and of the staff and every time we put something in we were told okay they'll take care of it and then we were told be quiet Uh, it's already taken care of you don't need to know anymore and nothing was resolved when
0: let, Go ahead. let me ask you this real quick. Like in, the, in that in that place or where you're at or in these in these different facilities and stuff like that, who is like, say, for lack of a better way of putting it, the law in those places? Is it all I mean, are there active military station there that are supposed to help take care of things or or how you, does that
1: you have? You have two VA liaison reps that are supposed to be there every day at that one facility. Okay. And they were never there. We were never allowed to speak with them. They would come in, they would meet with the director and manager of the facility, and then they would leave. And we would be like, wait, we wanted to speak to them. They'd say, oh, no. Gotcha. Any, any issues that we had, we went to the staff and management of the facility uh, because we could not get a hold of when you will hear me talk to the VA supervisor. And I talked to her about trying to talk to her before as well. And she's like, yeah, I remember you from when you tried several months ago to talk to me. And, and what do you want? Stop thinking about the other veterans. I left there because I started collecting evidence. I started collecting pictures and videos and uh, audio recordings and documentation because of what I saw over and over Uh, as suffering and harm done to veterans by that facility, the staff and management and the VA. But then a child was sexually assaulted by a veteran who was on drugs and it was covered up. And I was told by one of the managers, I was told by several of the staff, nothing is going to happen. They're letting him go out into the world where he can do this again. Nobody's going to say anything and you guys need to shut up about it and not say anything anymore and at that point in time i i could not remain i i could not uh and i have the recordings i sent the recordings to Dolph. uh several of them he can listen to them you can get have them as well i i beg you share these things with anyone and everyone so that there is no questions it is not well you didn't hear correctly or, well, they, they, it was out of context. What they said, no, this is their words.
0: So um, you think they're just, and uh, pushing I went that to it, the side and trying to cover it up because they don't like, they don't want the bad publicity or is that, I mean, is that the yes. only reason you think that they're behind it? Is they're just trying to cover it up to make everything look like roses?
1: Yes. Okay. The same reason why they cover up assaults that why they cover, you will hear, one of the staff members say there are drug dealers that live at this facility everyone knows the management knows and they will not get rid of them so how can the va send veterans that have any type of addictions there yeah. when they're trying to get cleaned up they're trying to get back into a life and literally they're surrounded and people are pounding on their doors
0: people
1: giving them drugs
0: in their face yeah yeah that's crazy man yes
1: she goes she goes Why would anybody be surprised if someone relapsed? You will hear the director in one of the uh, audio recordings I sent to Dolph, the director says, I understand why veterans that have addictions have a really hard time here because of what it's like here and the drug issue. But at the same time, I've seen veterans come here that have no drug issues and start using And he just chuckles. Why would you think? I mean, when I first walked into the place, if I could have, I would have turned around and left. But when you are sent there by the VA, you are in a VA program, a GPD program. If you leave there for any reason, you fail the program. Dolph knows what happens when you fail a VA program. All of a sudden, everything, you get put at the back of the line your appointments no longer uh happen the way they're supposed to you become persona non grata because they say well we tried to help you but you failed so you put your head down when you're in there and exactly you put your head down you you go through the abuse you stick it out in the hopes that you'll be able to get out of there and be at a better place one of the conversations with one of the managers there uh, Dolph will hear where she says, I know veterans have come here and they've turned around and left because it was worse here than it was out on the street. I know this happens. And I don't know what happens to the vets after that. You know, some of them, who knows, they they could have died. She goes, I wish it was different. Yeah. I've tried, but my hands are tied. Well,
0: well I'll you know, tell you right we, now. We man, know I, these... I, 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 I suffer from all kinds of uh, issues myself, and I'm, I'm not, I've i not served in the military. It's I, something that I always kind of regret not doing in a way. But um, I can tell you right now that if I was in a situation just by what I've dealt with in just the last few weeks with my mental illnesses and stuff, and I had to deal with that stuff or wait five or six months to get any kind of help or, or go to get help and have it end up like what you're telling me, there was a good chance that I might not be here right now myself because I don't know that I could live with that. And um, you know, well, so I mean, it the- makes sense in situations like that why these why these veterans are turning around and, and taking their lives in the, the the way that unfortunately that that they do. You know,
1: whether you're a veteran or not, if you find yourself homeless, whether it be because of a injury, medical condition your apartment building burns down and your apartment seems to be one of them. Whatever it may be, good, bad or indifferent, it is going to be traumatic. So by the time you go to any type of shelter, you're going to be in a vulnerable situation and position. And I explained that to the VA rep, the VA supervisor. And she's like, oh yeah. And I said, then why are you putting veterans here in this hellhole, and she admits it's as bad as i say and again it is not even unique to this facility
2: um they have no choice they're they're told where to stick these people somebody made a bid or whatever and got that that that's their program and they don't they don't look out of it anymore and that's what, ha- well, what happens i mean you think about it they they're not here they're their
1: <laughs> Here's another uh, interesting thing. There are no bids. There are no tenders. There are no passing the test. The VA hands these things to this organization and just funnels veterans there. There, there is no bid. There is no bid. Uh, it, it is just completely right. one-sided.
0: Well, yeah, that's an issue there for sure because the ones, if they're just handed that, there's no competition to see who's going to get the, the bid or get to have the job or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, at that point, if they're like, well, they're just going to give it to me, they're just going to funnel all this to me, who really gives a fuck? You know, I'm getting it no matter what. So, why even try?
1: If you look, this organization has facilities in Hawaii, California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, and Washington, D.C. If you do a bit of an internet search, you will find the other facilities, people complaining about them, right? Horrid things happening, conditions, everything like that. Right. And have, it's just ignored. Do you know the
0: name of the, the company or whatever that runs, that has the contract or whatever?
1: Yes. It is called U.S. Veterans. Their whole name is U.S. Veterans Initiative. United States Veterans Initiative but they're that way if you look do their up US research
0: Vets, and stuff if they want to
1: yes you even look on um, glassdoor and indeed about uh, reviews from past and present employees and you'll see horrors being told and one of them that i found was somebody that apparently was there right around the time i was an em- temporary employee and they talk exactly to the details of what i've put in that twitter thread and i didn't see what they had for almost a year so when when you have this much information i don't care yes
2: your signal has dropped out for some reason you're you need to scoot over a little bit, or something, wherever you were before.
1: Um, right here. Can you can you see me now? Can you hear me?
0: There, you, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're good. We can yeah. still hear you. It was just starting right. to get kind of choppy, as all. Well.
1: well, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting out look. in front of the I'm sitting out in front of the Texas Governor's Mansion. That's what is behind me, right there.
0: This is no, my twenty third that, day of a place. hunger.
1: Yes. This is my twenty third day of a hunger strike. I have not eaten in twenty three days.
0: Jesus Christ, man. My fat That's ass. Because
1: I've tried <laughs> because I've tried and tried wild, bro. to bring this out and people say just Give it time and we'll get to it. Veterans are being harmed every day. New veterans are being harmed every day. Uh, That child needs to be found and taken care of.
0: Yeah, that's what really. I mean, all, obviously, I it's all terrible and stuff. But when you start when you start talking about like child being ch- children being in there and, and coming into that facility and being sexually assaulted and things like that, bro, that's a. I mean, I know. Don't get me wrong, man. It's one thing for an adult, you know what I'm saying. But when you start, you know, ch- children being harmed and stuff, and facilities like that and stuff, man, is is, um, uh, just you know takes it to the next level. You know, that's that's exactly pretty fucked up.
1: And so I've come here to
0: Austin, Texas. And when the Capitol building is open,
1: I sit in the Capitol building rotunda every day. A friend of mine let me use a vehicle to drive up here from Houston. I stay in that vehicle at night on side streets. And during the day, I sit in the rotunda with my signs and I pass out cards that has the link to the Twitter thread. And I ask people to spread the word. I've asked the uh, governor to open an investigation and that is why i started on this hunger strike and i will continue until these things are looked at that's all i ask is that look you know see it for for yourselves let the media see it for themselves the media have told me they will not look i have recordings
2: what i heard recordings, yeah. absolutely what what more can you do well what more can you do and that's what i was gonna ask you the the, the our average listener that's out there and here in this podcast that really gives a shit and really wants to see you helped and veterans helped what can they do first off i ask
1: everyone look see the information that I've presented so again that way you don't just believe me but you know if you want more I will give you everything that I have I'm not trying to hold anything back I want it out there it has to live Um, and then whatever a person can do if they can retweet on social media if they can spread the word if they can call the radio stations if they can call the governor if they can uh, contribute uh, I've started a a change.org petition and on there is a GoFundMe and a Give, send, Go. Uh, if there is no other help from politicians or media, then that means the only way to expose this, the only way to get enough out there to be able to see it is to have a documentary made and get legal representation to file a lawsuit. Those things cost money. I've had lawyers tell me they would go and ask the VA what the bribe was that they offered me. The VA, you will hear it. They offered me a bribe so that I would not talk about this anymore, and I refused. So they cut my benefits. So I have to do what I can't not do. You know, this is, it's not about me. It's about the veterans that have been at these places for the last 20 years. It's about how many children before the one that I know of were harmed and it was covered up and nothing ever the gentleman that was there 20 years ago he will gladly speak with you he told me he tried to fight it back then and the retribution was so much that he gave up and and left the place he went back out on the street well I don't want yeah, that, I to that to happen to anyone else many
0: you know when you're living in when you're living in that place and 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 trying to speak up against these people and things like that, you know, in the in, in that situation, it's going to make your situation and the way you're being treated there even even worse, you know, which has got to be hard to deal with when you're trying to help people and and ultimately making your situation worse by trying to do it.
1: I have other veterans that want to speak out, but they're afraid, as I said before. Uh, They've seen the retaliation uh, to others and to myself. So I told them I will carry this load. I will fight to get it out there. Once once the media and politicians and lawyers have us protected as whistleblowers, then we don't have to fear as much the retaliation because it will be monitored but until we are classified as whistleblowers.
2: Well, right now yeah, well, it's not, he's fair, fair game right then now. Then you've
0: got a team behind, yeah, then at that point you'd have a team behind you documenting everything, you know, to where if something, if they did try exactly. to do anything or, or you you would be protected. But,
1: exactly. Well, I can tell you So right now here, we, you know, on it, my
0: own. we may not have the, the most reach yet or whatever, but we'll definitely, you know, do everything we can to help get your word out there and let people hear your side of things and, and, you know, the links to the different posts and stuff may, that you sent, Dolph, will be in the description. And, and we, we push our content out the best we can and try and get it to as many people as we can. That's for sure. So um, we, we plan to do the same. With Every little, bit, so, helps. So. Hopefully Hopefully little helps bit helps. Every little bit helps.
1: We the people. Yeah. We the people. When we raise our voice enough. Yes, sir. Then the media and politicians and, and others have to listen. Yeah, when it's just me.
0: If, if we all stand together.
1: Very much so. So, again, uh, question me, quiz me, um, you know, put me through the ringer. Put me on here as many times as you wish. And the devil is in the details in this information. Yep.
2: Absolutely. And well, I'm definitely getting this it's their word. Um... Go ahead.
0: Yeah. it'll well, be. Well, I was uh, saying it's their word we'll be pushing this out Tuesday, man. So hopefully. Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, I thank you because we know when something like this happens in a nursing home or even in a prison and evidence, a substantial amount of evidence comes out, they go in, they investigate, they protect the prisoners and they punish the bad people. Well, right. we would be more safe in a prison. If the way it is now, we're not prisoners. We weren't patients.
0: I think we're losing you, buddy. There were people
1: there with stage four cancer. There was people there with cysts on their pancreas with, you know, just a variety of reasons of being there, none of which was to be abused.
0: sad, man. This sucks. I mean, especially when you're talking about, I mean, it's sad no matter who you're talking about, you know, what, whether it was people that weren't military based or whatever. But when it comes to, you know, this, this country stands on, oh, you know, our military is, is awesome. Everybody says, you know, all the the public is, you know, always thinking, thank you for your service. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. But then when it comes right down to it, you guys unfortunately get forgotten, And and you got a whole bunch of people out there that just aren't giving a shit. And you guys getting treated the way that that you're saying, you know, that you've been treated in these places is is just is just unacceptable, man. There's no no way around that. Well, veterans have become a commodity. You
2: you can hear me, not hear me.
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Veterans have become a commodity. We we are we are more profitable than pork.
0: Yep. Hello. Well, buddy, I think we're uh. losing you, man. We may have to cut this because I think our signal's getting uh, uh, somewhat bad. But I, I would definitely like to have you back on and 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 discuss this further for sure, without a doubt, man. Um, to help you spread any time and, and hopefully you know in some way some way i don't know if it will or not but in some form or fashion I, I would love for something like this to to at least be able to help some some veteran somewhere you know what i'm saying um I, and it's
1: if, uh if i may ask if i may if ask I, if we could do this one time where after you have listened to the things that i sent Dolph, and where you can take clips out and we can actually listen to the clips and discuss exactly when, where, and why those conversations were taking place. Right. I think that would really open up the information beyond question.
0: I agree. I agree. Now that we've touched base and, and our listeners are going to kind of know who you are and stuff, I think it would be great to come back and kind of do a more in-depth uh discussion um with some with some different like you said clips and, and information that you've gathered uh worked into it for sure man without a doubt absolutely so, so.
2: i get we, we appreciate you buddy thank you for coming on listen let us know your let us know your yeah, uh man. your story man it's powerful
0: hey just just know i i don't know you personally man but know that you, you've got my love man and and I've got a community behind me as does Dolphin and things that are going to hear this and and I know that they they love and support all our veterans and and you're not alone, brother. It may feel like it sometimes, but I just hope you know that you're not alone, homie.
1: Well, I thank you. And remember, this is this is not about me. It's it's not about any singular person. This is about all veterans. Uh and Absolutely. the Yeah. You know, it is what it is.
0: yeah Th- thanks so much garrett and i we will we will be talking again soon man i appreciate you very much man
1: all right thank you
0: guys thank you so much for tuning in um this was a, a quick little episode with our buddy garrett it's uh there's a lot more stuff we need to talk about so we will be having him back on the show soon uh don't forget to like and subscribe and uh man if uh if you if 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 any of this touched your heart a little bit do some digging do some research uh um there's going to be links in the con in the in the description below um we love you guys very much two fridays podcast baby please subscribe below if you like our content new episodes dropping every friday stay tuned